It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Welcome to episode 395 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. And I'm Glenn. How you doing, fellas? I'm great, thanks. Well, fucking Groundhog Day as a Penrith fan. That good rugby league. <laughs> this shit's wearing real thin, mate. <laughs> That's right. As each, as each week passes, it gets closer and closer. Like I've, and, I've uh, just discovered. Does it, though? That Abby and Brittany Hensel, the famed Siamese twins, um, have a TikTok. I didn't know who they were. Oh, really? And that's not the most exciting thing that's happened to me this weekend. So, like, okay, it's one thing for them to have a TikTok, but what I want to know is, do they have an OnlyFans? <laughs> oh, well, it's only, fuck it's you, only did. A matter of time. <laughs> Because, you know, when the dough gets low, <laughs> those custom two... those custom two, you get two hoes two, for two, sure. Those, those custom two next blouses got to go. Fucking you, Dad. You guys are in a singing, like, lyrical mood this evening. It's lovely. Oh, I've had a fucking... Not the first song you've come up with today. I've had a fucking... Uh, just a, a powerhouse... Of like fatherhood win week, you know what I mean? Like like a weekend of just powerhouse fucking fatherhood wins. Mm, so I just fucking, I, I just, I'm feeling fucking great. And um, so now after having a, a wholesome weekend of powerhouse fatherhood wins, I'm coming on here to fucking talk shit about naked Siamese twin bitches. <laughs> because that's how you, because because life's about balance. <laughs> and 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 you, and you need you need to fill both of your cups the wholesome fatherhood cup and the part that wants to see Siamese twins in an only fan situation and if you want me to explain the scenarios that I wish I could see Glenn I'll gladly detail them one by one I'll give it a miss but thanks but, for the offer <laughs> okay so uh let's get into the game shall we uh Thursday night the first game was the Rabbitohs 34 defeating the Raiders 20 at GIO uh, the Rabbitohs 34 came through tries to a double, sorry, to Alex Johnson, Campbell Graham, Dane Gagai, and Jaden Sewer with tries. Uh, Adam Reynolds, five conversions and two penalty goals. Uh, the Raiders 20 came through a double to Jordan Rappiner. Elliot Whitehead, Sebastian Chris also with tries and Rappiner, two or four conversions. Who wants to start this one off? An expensive win for the Rabbits. Mm, very. Um, Especially with the unlikely scenario of like of, of Adam Reynolds being injured, <laughs> and they've never seen that before. So how are they going to know know how to respond? And especially especially with um, the very commonplace rugby league uh, injury, you know, from being involved in the game. And I'm not talking about 
you know, um, things things that you'd think are commonplace, like shoulders, knees, ACLs. ankles, um, you know, yeah. ligaments in the leg. Um, it it was the part of the half's body that that I'm sure everyone would agree uh, gets the most use. Um, his thumb. <laughs> so it's an injury more commonly seen in authors. <laughs> And all autistic children that do nothing but give thumbs up to passing strangers in a slightly obnoxious way all day. Or hammer the fuck out of fidget spinners. <laughs> um, so, yes, again, the most injury-prone half in the history of rugby league um, is prone to an injury. Yeah, Even uh, bizarre more, ones. More, more, breaking, more, bre- more breaking news on Wednesday. <laughs> no, but, uh, yeah... Jokes aside, like let's now. <laughs> who wants to talk about can, the game? Can so, I just I mean, the say, Raiders, I thought I fucking yes. love you, cunts. Like that <laughs> shit is easily in my top five. Like that sort of interaction there, easily in my top five most favourite fucking things to listen to, except when it's directed at me, which is often. <laughs> <laughs> Oh fuck! Oh fucking! Look with this game though. I thought like you know when go, going going into half time, I thought that the you know that perhaps the Texas were working, and that Canberra were, were, mm. were you know ready to shock the world a little bit. Mm. I don't know that but, if, um, if Canberra had a one. I don't know that that they would have been shocking the world. But the fact that they lost again and Ricky went straight back to putting more focus on the refereeing um, than he has on on his own team's performance and the fact that. You know, these type of losses are, are starting to, to rack up for them. You know, the Canberra's over the last couple of seasons started to get a reputation as a really, um, you know, a side that, that competes for the full 80 and, and, you know, challenges those top sides that, you know, it was only se- two seasons ago they're in the grand final. Um, I just yep. feel like Ricky, he's doing the team a disservice uh, by, you know, certainly in the press conference and, and, I don't know exactly what's going on behind closed closed doors there, but the performances like this are starting to become more commonplace for them, and mm. um, he really needs to to start putting a rocket up them as a side and get them back to where they were, you know, last season, the season before, rather than bitching about refereeing. It sends a wrong message to the playing group, and and it's it's not having an impact on on how they're playing, in my opinion. Yeah. I would love to be a fly on the wall just in the general training and and you know, and and you know, change room chat from Ricky because it's one thing for a coach to sort of come out and say you know like say, you know refs fault like he does and take pressure off off the players but then on the training paddock he's abs and video sessions he's like you know doesn't mention the refereeing at all because it's not a, it's not really a factor it's just a misdirection for the public but then if if, if you're going to play a character in press conferences as well. Could you pick one that's just a less of you know, a lesser annoying cunt than Ricky? Yeah. I, mean, oh, is this I, I don't know that he's playing so a character. Annoying. I think he's just being himself. Yeah, that's that's what I, that's what I fear. And I mean, the performances and the fade outs kind of you know they lend themselves to that more than mm. the other. But mm. I don't know. yeah, you look over the stats for this one, and and everything points to Canberra being being relatively well drilled. Um, South blew them away in terms of running metres, but but everything else, line breaks are equal, tackle breaks are, you know, 
well, in, in South's favour, but with their, their backs, you expect that. Um, South had a terribly slow average play the ball speed. But then you get down, the Raiders had zero ruck infringements, zero set restarts for inside the 10, however, conceded eight penalties to one. Yeah, and I do notice that the NRL did finally make restitution for the 2019 grand final by giving them uh, seven, I think was it seven, six again calls? Uh, yeah. So, so that was, three, so that was six that it owed them plus, plus interest. Four, plus another penalty. Yeah. Um, but the thing about Ricky that gets me is, and, and again, he may be doing it to, to protect the players, which, which is all good and well. Yep. But it's this thing of, oh, if anyone knows anything about the game of rugby league, then they know that, the you know, talking about the two um, obstruction uh, penalties that led to tries being disallowed. Yep. Anyone that knows anything about the game of rugby league knows that there were no chance of tackling that player. Well, it, it doesn't matter because that's not how the rules are written. The rules are written that if a forward stops in the line and interferes with the defence, that's an obstruction. Yeah, you know. So, and again, and that's a black and white thing. And like, you know, the you know, gone are the days where you could argue: did the guy was he impeded? Did he have a, a legitimate chance to make the tackle, etc., yeah. etc. Et and this is they've they've entered a few black and white conditions in there mm. that rule any of that other sort yep. of speculative, objective stuff or subjective stuff, I should say, immediately out of you know out of the equation. Yeah. Um, for South Spit, though, again, I am fucking so here for crafty veteran Benji Marshall's last season. <laughs> Just everything about it. And even if, we've, we've spoken before about how if Benji Marshall is a net zero exercise for your team, <laughs> that that's kind of okay. Yeah. And, and he's had that, there was that period the other night where he, like he set up one try and then minutes later... He's then just, put one into the yeah, first row, so, yeah. Um, but interestingly enough, though, there seem to be bigger troubles now for Ricky with players' girlfriends. Questions. Yes. <laughs> his rotations. So... And I'll tell you, my feeling on that is it's great to see Wags talking about footy and not about fucking crystals and... And fucking vaccines and mm. whatnot, and powdered rice supplements that yeah. they sell for hundred bucks a bag or whatever. <laughs> so, wouldn't it be Refreshing. fucking great though? Wouldn't it be fucking great. And and as as much as we rag on Ricky Stewart, yep. How fucking good would it be if he rings her and says, "Come down Monday morning." And she gets there and he goes, "All right, boys. Apparently it was um, the interchanges that that I picked that fucked us." And not all of your shit cunt penalties and knock-ons and fucking stupid defensive reads. Um, and uh, so, so now Joe's Joe's misses is just going to have the team for the week. So I'm out. <laughs> I'm gonna go and sink cruisers on my fucking roof. Yeah, I'll, I'll sink I'll sink cruisers on the roof of the fu- of, of the fucking change rooms over here, watching the whole proceedings as they play out. <laughs> so, and um, all the best. I'll be back next week, and you can you can tell me what you like. And if you like it, she can do all the interchanges for the rest of the season. <laughs> or either that, or, or even if he doesn't have to go that wholehearted, you can just go. Look, she's going to be man- managing the interchanges for the games going forward. Yep. 
and uh, she'll be she'll be handing out the cards. She'll be down the sideline handing out the cards. <laughs> uh, I'm not on my say so on when she thinks guys need a break and so yeah, uh, when, when a guy's raring to get on. So Joe, I hope you're ready for 80 minutes. <laughs> At because you know that's what the ultimate fucking end game of that <laughs> yeah, is. That's it. <laughs> Barking hell. Let's go straight on to some yep. uh, comments on that one. Ryan in the Facebook group said, uh, someone might want to check the sugar content in the milk. Hashtag fuck the milk. Hashtag fuck the Broncos. Terry said, the pigtail plats CHN gone from fucking schoolgirls to impersonating them. <laughs> <laughs> we really need to make a fucking a repository of these great, like the ones that really stand out as like the great ones so we can... Yeah, revisit them. <laughs> are you keeping your documents for these things? Or are you just have you got like where you save the ones that you say? Or oh no, <laughs> god damn it! Um, Nat, who was a Canberra fan, I might add, said I could run shapes with success against that Raiders right edge defense, and I have had the following today: eleven beers, an eye test with the strongest prescription as an outcome, gout, <laughs> <laughs> fucking gout. Oh, um, the biggest tiger said you know when you innocently love and respect everything your dad says when you're young then they say something stupid and you realise maybe they're not perfect future immortal Benji Marshall is in no way like Darius Boyd <laughs> directed at you comments Glenn uh, let's see how Benji goes now that there's going to be a lot more expected of him to be a little bit more than a, a novelty for South whilst uh, Reynolds is out especially with Origin probably coming off the back of that. So we'll go from Reynolds being out to potentially Walker in and out of the side. So, um, yeah. But Kiwi Darius, he has followed Uncle Wayne around a, a few parts these days. Oh, Jesus Christ. And uh- Benji puts on a fucking masterclass, <laughs> delivers you the only fucking grand final success that seems like, you know, seemingly that you're likely to experience as a rugby league fan in your fucking life and you're still going to... That's a fucking yeah. long time ago, Nathan. And you know what? When they make a movie of his life, you can even fucking star in it. If they As the ball he flicked past? Well, no. If, if, if they do a fucking close-up of Adam, Adam Reynolds' hand... <laughs> It could be Glenn. Just I'll on. make the credits. Oh, Adam, Adam Reynolds' thumb. <laughs> oh, no, another injury. <laughs> you got any more? Uh, at one golfer in a card said, maybe playing Hello Dark and my old friend at halftime isn't quite having the positive impact on the Raiders. Ricky Stewart seems to think it does. That's it for that one. <laughs> right, okay, the Melbourne Storm, 40, defeated the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks, 14, in the pub slot game down at the Korean Housewife on Friday night. The Storm's 40 came through tries tries to Josh Adokar, Tom Eisenhuth, uh, Tui Kamakamika, a hat-trick to Remus Smith, Jerome Hughes, Brandon Smith also with tries, Munster, three conversions from seven attempts uh, and a penalty goal. Sharks, 14, tries to uh, Britton Cora and Connor Tracy, Chad, two conversions and a penalty goal. They could have kicked their goals. They could have put South away. Uh, they could have put Cronulla away for the season. But fuck, there was some some comical attempts from Munster. There was some fucking shanks in there. Yeah, they need to they, they need to sort themselves out yeah. a little bit. I was going to say, real talk. 
and yeah, you, you're not going to get to play the Sharks every week or, or probably even in the finals this year. But um, that that could theoretically cost them, you know, a, a grand finals berth or a, a grand final if if you look at some of those close games. And I know they get Pappenhausen back. Yeah, they'll have Pappy back, and he's very reliable. Yeah. So I mean, you you would you would think that there's it's not going to hurt him when it counts, but mm. yeah, I mean, like if he was you know, somehow knocked out, or yeah, you know, well, like Origin last year, if they knocked him out of the game, yeah. like they knocked Teddy out yeah, of, you that's know, it. so mm. and look, you know, that's probably a valid strategy in the grand final for a retiring player. But how good is you know, it but, that you can have pro- probably close to your worst forty minutes of football in recent memory? Mm. Mm-hmm. And still come away with a forty point to fourteen performance. Mm. Yep, over a team that you know is going to be up for the occasion, and we're well in it for that half time. Though, well, absolutely, that's it. Um, yeah, more and more. Jerome Hughes has come on and matured that fucking immensely as a half, and mm-hmm. especially in that mould of that Cooper Cronk half where well, I know exactly what I need to do in each game scenario. I know that if we're starting to tie their forwards out in the middle, then I can rely on the guys for a couple of sets of defense after early kicks. We can really grind and build some pressure. Yeah. Uh, or or we're, we're getting overwhelmed here. I've got to tuck the ball under and run and really get some ground and do the, the, the follow me thing. So um, probably one of the best, perf- I'd say if you take a three three season sample size, one of the most improved in one of the most difficult positions on the field that I think I've ever seen. Totally agree. I think the, the neck, and also a position that has like a lot of legacy attached to it yeah. and stuff as well, where you, you know, yeah. it, you know it's, it's, it's ripe for like negative comparison. Yes. Sorry, Glenn, go what do you think of um, <clears throat> where Nico Hines? Do you think he slips into the wing once Ado Carr's gone next year, or because you know you say fullback's probably his preferred spot, but that's that's probably not going to happen for him. He's he would be mm. on the radar of a few clubs chasing someone of that you know, but typically guys are prone to stay at Melbourne for a bit bit less yeah. cash to, for the to stay for the prolonged success but he's he's an interesting one especially with Bellamy looking like he's going to move on uh you know if he gets a big offer from another club I don't know that Melbourne are going to be able to you play those same cards to keep guys like that that could well and truly go and earn more money at other clubs to, to yeah, well, stay he, Melbourne he's not he's not a born and raised Melbourne you know Melbourne guy anyway mm. so um if if there's if he sees there's no road forward then um you know, he'll do what he has to yeah. do. But I, I did see a, a – I didn't read the article, but I did see it in the feed uh, today that uh, from what I understand that the, the Storm uh, seemed to be inching closer or perhaps even confident of um, getting uh, Xavier Coates <laughs> oh, <Jesus. laughs> to replace Adokar, <laughs> which, which, yeah, I mean, you know, good for the Storm. I mean, they'll turn a tall fucking guy like that into a jumping fucking giraffe yeah. and – be absolutely unassailable under the high ball. Yeah, that's it. And uh, and they'll be and they'll just be scoring bulk fucking tries because Munster will just be fucking chipping it to him, you mm. know, every set. But 
just hilarious for you know hashtag fuck the Broncos. But um, <laughs> but yeah, but no, Nico Hines. I'm sure. He, I mean, he he's got real utility value though. Mm, I reckon. Yeah. I agree as well. Not just full full back value. Mm. Um, at diminutive rowdy on Twitter said simply Harry Grant brilliance. Doesn't he come on this year as well? Can play. Uh, oh, I remember when the remember the first was it the first game or the first two games when he you know the first games he was actually playing for the Storm. Yeah, yeah, and and, um, and, he, and he wasn't great. No, that's it. And then it was that game against probably the Roosters where he stamped himself as like fucking kid. Yeah, yeah. like you know some of those passes he put on the guys close to the line to score tries, and uh, now he's just yeah he's he's back where he's back where he was at the end of last season and. Looks every bit the part. That's it. Um, at Marso221 on Twitter said, Connor Tracy looks like he's wearing a mask made of other humans' flesh. Lambretta GP1971 on Twitter said, For 40 minutes, this was like a wonderful first date. Back and forth banter between two equals enjoying a wonderful night out. Then it all went wrong as one of the data's mates burst in and gang-raped their victim, leaving them more damaged than Seabold's reputation. Hashtag fuck the Broncos. See, that's another one of those ones that you put in that archive yeah, that you can look fantastic. back on. <laughs> oh. Nice. Is that the last one? That's the last one. Right, second game on uh, Friday night. The Brisbane Broncos, 36, defeat the Gold Coast Titans, 28. The family dynamic has been rearranged again. The Broncos 36 came through tries to uh, Herbie Farnworth, a double to Jermaine Osako. Xavier Coates, Corey Oates, Jesse Arthurs with tries. Osako, five conversions and a penalty goal. The Broncos 28 tries to Kevin Proctor, Corey Thompson, Alexander Branson, Tyrone Peachy and Mitch Rain. Jamal Fogarty, four of five conversions. This was not the game of two halves. This was the game of... 15-minute <laughs> increments. Minutes. It was the game. It was the game of two halves of a half and a whole half. And unfortunately, this, <laughs> that seventy-five percent went the way of the Bronx. This game was yeah, like an interpretive dance of the Titans fan base, making a lot of fucking noise when they're running downhill, only to end up all fucking quiet and back in their holes when it mattered. Um, I feel like the Titans had started to look like a top eight side for several of their matches this season, but this particular game has set them back a fucking long way. They looked. Like they were playing touch football for the first 15 to 20 minutes. And as soon as the Broncos started to push back, they, they fucking fell apart. And their defense in the middle was non existent. <clears throat> and, you know, they. As was the defense out wide. I mean, just like the, the just the bro- like broken tackles. Yeah. Yeah. Like it wasn't tries from like this, you know, amazing fucking slick work. It was like, yeah, you know, horrible mistakes, just, you know, down their own end. Horrible missed tackles, one on one. Yeah, just, oh, just a lot. La- I don't know. I don't, yeah, if you look, it was hard to if, watch as someone who's remember, on the hashtag fuck the Broncos a, bandwagon. A couple of weeks ago, there was that Souths game where I, I remember I said after it that there. That was last, last week, wasn't week, it? Yeah. Nah, no, 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 no. Yeah, I was just the the, the game South versus the Titans. No, 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 no. Um, okay. Not sorry, not South versus the Titans, but there was a South Sydney game where I'd said that their yep. their first contact. Was the best yeah. I've seen in a very, very, very long time. They just got in and and absolutely nailed. Uh, fucking, I wish I could remember if they were playing now with their defence. But this was exactly the opposite, where yeah, we didn't look like the 
the Titans players were engaged at any stage. And you can forgive them that, I guess, as, as part of this journey for them coming from a, a bottom eight side into trying to become a consistent top eight side. They didn't go through all of these things like they absolutely flogged them last time. They've had some better results. <clears throat> They've got more talent on the field these days. So you, it, it did look as if they went into this one expecting to just go through the motions and come away with the win. Um, yeah. The other thing that it showed was that, yeah, well, it's obviously not great for Brisbane if they, they keep having people bleed out and people like Xavier Coates end up at Melbourne. Uh, but fuck me, they need to do everything in their power to keep Pangai happy mm-hmm. because any game that they have had an absolute sniff of success in, he's been the driving force for that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like legitimately putting the entire team on his back and fucking carrying them. And he shut down for Fida that night. Mm. Yep. He seemed to take it as a as a real you know, like his challenge to yeah. to shut him down. And I, I think, that's you it. know, when and they that's played what you, earlier, that's what you need yeah. though. That's it that's exactly what you need. You need a guy to take it personal. Obviously it's easier for a guy at the Broncos side to take it personal because, you know, they played alongside him mm. last year and yeah. you know, whatever. But you just need a forward who can defend who is either instructed by the coach or decides, you know, that it is their job yep. to shut him down yep. no matter what. I mean, Sean Cappy did it, you know, the other week when we played the Titans. And, yeah, you, know, you just need that guy. And then, like, you had when they played, when they flogged Newcastle, <clears throat> you know, two or three weeks ago, yeah, Tyson Frizzell was the opposite. Mm. He was consistently trampled by yeah. Fafita, and so Fafita looked like a fucking god, mm. you know? so Yeah, that's it. Um, what, do we, what do you make about Tyson Gamble the Broncos? I think that he brought to the Broncos exactly what they've needed. You know, he It's like the opposite of meekness. Well look it You know what I mean? Like it, an angry ant. It's a small sample size. Yeah. Small sample yeah. size that, that we've seen him in. But all too often you see it that a couple of young guys come in and you know, again, you saw it this afternoon in the Tigers game. Yet these young guys come in and it's just through energy and exuberance and effort alone. Yep that they make an impact because by virtue of them being, being up, up and ready for the opposition, it drags these older guys back, you know, into a a different frame of mind. So I think just by virtue of his age and, and his exuberance and how he is on the field, he was fantastic. Um, And certainly more effective and, and with some, some better fifth tackle options than uh, than you've seen poor old Brody Croft have. Mm. Yep. And if you then you take into account Deedon's going to the Cowboys, why would you give him any more game time to to really you know prepare him? Yep. I'd say we'll be seeing a fair bit more of him this season. I think if he if he had have had a so. shocker, then you know the pressure's probably on Walters to to look at Deedon again, but. To, to play like that first up, he's probably bought himself a month of first grade, I feel, at least. Um, yeah, for sure. Just do you guys realise how many times you've said small sample size since uh, we've been recording this year, this season? Well, it's a fucking lot. Well, I mean, I guess we'll stop it. I guess we'll I guess we'll stop saying that like around about, yeah, halfway through the season yeah. when we've got a larger sample it's, size. It's really, I mean, well, 
I don't know what impact that's going to have, but the amount of times you said small sample size started working its way into my, into my bedroom, um, you know, generally. Oh, come on. How long have you been married again? It's been there long yeah. before you even fucking 20, 22 years the of the, Well, 22 years of uh, me not knowing how to respond to a disappointed look when I, uh, when I pull, off, uh, pull off the cover, so to speak. Now I'm just like, we're just trying to say, like, how how exactly? Yeah, how yeah how how exactly are you you smiting yourself here? Because there's a couple of options. You're either smiting yourself, saying that you have a below average penis, or you're saying that you'd 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 never have sex. So it's (laughs) to to talk about how good it is. So so choose your poison because you you you're absolutely fucking double fisting yourself right here. I was going with the I was going with the small penis line. Yeah, yeah. I I thought you were getting your fucking sperm count. (laughs) <laughs> you had to have multiple goes to come up with a sample size large enough for them to analyze. <laughs> fucking yeah. dust nutted Jesuit. <laughs> now, um, dead. how did we get here? <laughs> oh, you, you, you coming at us on this small sample size shit? That's how it happened. Yeah. Dust nutted Jesuit. Stop coming at us and save some for the dust, fucking sterile container in the bedroom. I love it. Get some tweets. Can't wait to hear from all these Broncos fans that knew they were going to win. Uh, Michael in our Facebook group said, this game is an indictment on Queensland Rugby League, centre state to Perth. Uh, a different Michael said, fuck's sake, Titans, you fucking useless, low-hanging, saggy ball suckers. Completely about to fuck my degenerate multi. And if that happens, well, fuck, I might just have to fun-size Mars bar my wee hole and post the video. There you go. Uh, Toto said simply in all caps, Kevolution. Yeah, he's really a lot of things. He's, he's pushing that wagon. He's a true believer. Toto is one of the few that I feel sorry for when um when they lose. Yeah, yeah. fuck that guy. Very few. Um, Matthew said, "Holy shit!" AJ Bromson giving DCE a run for his money in the interview stakes. I didn't. I didn't watch the yeah, interview. Fucking so I don't, cast I don't, your mind I, back. I said something similar months ago in a DM group we're in. Yeah, Brimson is fucking Rain Man when you put a microphone in front of him. It is terrible. Like Mal Meninga needs to fucking stop concentrating on culture and start. What is it about the Titans? I remember, like, yeah, we remember Zilman had that. You know, he was writing the stuff about the horses and <laughs> <laughs> like, what is it about the the, tit- the Titans in their fullback position? Yeah, uh, yeah and weaponized autism. That's a, and uh, Chewy, Chewy said, I won't be able to sleep tonight. My erection is pulsing like a triple-dropped blue pill. I know it will just come crashing down again next week, but it's the hope that really kills you. I'm going to take some lube to the spare room and enjoy it while it lasts. Good on you, Chewy. Do it. Enjoy yourself. That's it. <laughs> the uh, Panthers 28 defeat the Mighty Manly Seagulls 16 uh, at Carrington Park in Bathurst, I understand. Uh, <laughs> Panthers... <laughs> The Panthers tries to Dylan Edwards, Ryan To'o, Liam Martin, Steve Crichton, and Tyrone May. Um, four or five conversions to uh, Cleary. Uh, Manly 16 ties with Tommy Turbo, DCE, Jason Saab, um, Daly with a conversion, and Garrick with a penalty goal. You go first, Nate. Well, I'd just like to say first, congratulations to the, the 2021 Harold Matthews champions, Manly Seagulls, uh, 24-12 winners over Parramatta in the final. But that aside, um, I actually, you know what? Apart from the actual win 
like I'm not I'm not too displeased with the with the performance. It's uh, considering we have an actual reference point with which to compare this game to that was only a month ago. <laughs> it's like it's amazing, like the the fact that defensively we basically cut half off half of what what we conceded and offensively we almost tripled what we you know what we put on the board it's obviously uh you know a massive a massive tick on the the uh, you know improvement and the steps in the right direction the sides making um the forward like the it, it, it's weird like i mean i looked at the stats and i'm like oh wow the stats did not look at the way that the game looked to me at all but um it, the forwards and i think that's just basically because the manly forwards improved so massively in the second half um that they kind of you know even things up a little bit and uh and and made and and made this, this you know made things look a little bit better on 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 the stat sheet by the end of it but i mean the first, like the first half, the Panthers were just like just rolling them so so easily. But again, like the fucking like the amount of good ball opportunities the Panthers had to score and couldn't score was just uh, it was just heartening to see the 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 commitment and fucking application and quality of the fucking goal line defense. And so much so, that, like the Panthers, like most of the tries they scored had to be like fucking like all time fucking tries like that Dylan Edwards one where Toa makes the break and then, you know, uh, that yeah, gets a pass away. Then you know, they had to kick it down in, in Dylan Edwards ultimately, um, you know, touches it down for the try. I mean, they had to be like these fucking tries where you go fucking, you know, the brilliant fucking tries that they had to score. So as opposed to like the last time where it was basically kick out or anybody getting tackled two on one to a meter out from the goal line and then, putting an arm out or managing to like crash over and somehow like, you know, break or spin and, you know, whatever and, and score the try. So, um, so mass improved effort. It's the toughest game the Panthers have had fucking since the grand final. Um, and it's the, the highest score that's been posted against the Panthers since the grand final. So, I mean, I think, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, if you're a stats man, like I am, I mean, you would, you would understand that that makes Manly the linear second best team in the competition in 2021. And, um, I'm fucking there for it. Um, I'll tell you, Jason Saab though, I want, I just said this on the Facebook group, but I want to open it up to you fellas as well. He's got to be one of the fastest fucking players in the competition now. Like. It's fucking it, like you see guys make breaks and they run and they and they beat guys to the try line, blah blah blah. But the way that he like took a pass and then proceeded to fucking burn two guys off and then burn Edwards off, you know, just with speed. He didn't have to. He beat him purely with speed to the point where Edwards could barely make contact with and him as he was going past. Ed, Edwards is no it's, fucking slouch either. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like Edwards is Edwards is not a guy you go. Oh yeah, he gets fucking burned all. You know, he's he's Which not fucking a, a Dylan Edwards. Fullback. Have you been looking at? He's he's not someone he's, that I would say is a slow he's fullback. He's slow. He's he doesn't he's he has he he doesn't have the turning so circle what, of a fucking. What fullbacks boat. are slower? I don't fucking know. I didn't want to turn it into a fucking which is the which is the fucking Queen Mary of fullbacks here. <laughs> but I mean, the, I mean, well, you can't know all which. I'm saying is, all I'm saying is I have it's like. And it wasn't just him he burned. I mean, like he still he burned off Toa and fucking someone else as well before he got to Edwards. So it's yeah, but that. It's crazy I, I to think fucking his see. skill is that he gets to top gear really fucking quick. And you, you haven't seen him against your Foxes, your, your Stains in an actual yeah, foot race. And, and these are stupid carnival fucking things that we're talking yeah. about here. But yeah, well, I mean, bring back the bring back the fucking... Look, wait. Bring wait, back the match race on grand final day. <laughs> wait a couple of years and at least you'll probably know 
if he can beat fucking Billy down at Manly Wharves the week before the season starts. <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm glad we agreed. Um, Jason Saab, fastest man in the competition at the moment. But and maybe he's maybe and maybe that's it. Maybe you're right. Maybe he just does have the greatest acceleration in the competition. You know, so he's not he's more of a Tesla than a fucking Saab. But uh, yes, you're right. He is horribly overvalued. <laughs> oh, he's not a company. That's his family. <laughs> he is just the fastest, the fastest from zero to hundred in the competition at the moment. Um, but on on the subject of the actual game, I was impressed how Penrith stood up in this one. Um, if you actually look at what was put in front of them, and as you've said, you can only play what's put in front of you. Um, Manly really didn't do too much damage. Really, all, all they did was a fucking intercept try. Some bullshit luck thing <clears throat> where the balls hit the post. Targeted thing. And Targeted thing. Benefit. Mistake from Cleary. As, yeah, sorry. No, the bullshit DCE thing where he's fucked a kick and luckily it's hit the post. Aim for the post. Back. Made Cleary no, make did. a mistake, scored the try on the back um, of it. Yep. But... So and we all saw it. It's on, it's on, it's on video. So we, all, we all saw it. <laughs> so there's an intercept try, a fucking arsey hit the pads, and then, as you've said, probably Brilliant the fastest person Targeted to ever kick, play yeah. the game of rugby league, you know, running fast. <laughs> and, Manly and, and, bur- and burning burning six, six Penrith yeah. players on the way through. Yeah, that's it. So the fastest guy in rugby league is fast. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing more to be said. Fa- you fast guys guy are great. Fast. Um, also, the first time Penrith have played full strength man, in man, fucking I don't know how long. And, and again, well, that that's a great segue into my next one. With, and still the best performance the team's ever made against with them. With two yeah. of your key positions so far from fucking fully match fit that it's not funny. Um, it, it was nice that we got to give them a training run ag- against such pissy opposition. Um, it was nice, though, to take it out to the people of Bathurst. Uh, it's good to see that Penrith, um, you know, do do those things for the bush and, and grassroots footy. Lord uh, knows there's in, fuck all else to live for in Bathurst. That's it. Um, the the thing that, that was most impressive, there was a period there where Manly had, it was four or five repeat sets of six within Penrith's 20. And just did not come close to faltering. Didn't even look like faltering. So when you again, when you take out the intercept, well, try, I mean, yeah, one of the times Brad Parker was cut down about fucking three centimeters from the line by an excellent tackle from Stephen Crichton. I mean, like these are things that other, you know, you know that that you know other times would have been tries. Other teams certainly tries. I mean, like if it was against the Tigers, exactly. obviously he wouldn't have. That, he would have scrolled hey, through. Hey, fucking dragging me into this shit. <laughs> They would, have, they would have been tries I'm against I'm just referring to last week's game. It's topical, bro. So I'm very happy that they weren't tries against my team. That, if you're not getting it, that's the gist of what I'm saying. I'm happy with what they did. Because, yeah, yeah, no, that's good. Um, when it came down to Manly actually having to construct points, they weren't able to do it, just given such a glut of possession. Um, even in there, we're in that four-set period uh, there were 87 forward passes missed, um, eight knock-ons. How's Penrith throwing forward just, passes when they didn't have the ball? Just had their eyes closed. Um, look, 
I, I don't know if you're trying to impersonate DC. Are you are you refs, are you are you refs faulting? You are you are you refs faulting a game you won? I mean, because no, no, that's no, no, like no. we've just spoken about we've just spoken about what an unpalatable cunt Ricky Stewart's character is, <laughs> but this is taking it to a whole new fucking level. No, I'm not refs faulting at all. I'm saying I'm proud of the boys that they didn't let it get to them. We didn't even have to fucking refs fault. You didn't say about them getting. You, you just you mentioned that it was fucking exactly. 87. You didn't say anything about the boys letting it get to them. You just started complaining about fucking 87 missed knock-ons and some arbitrary fucking bullshit. Glenn, what um, do you think but, about the game? But if <laughs> if, if we're done autisming here, but are you? Are you though? <laughs> are you ever done with that? Look, I think the I only know. way I'm going to get another fucking word in is if the Ricky Stewart Foundation calls you and tells you you've been accepted. I don't know what his foundation does. What is? I don't, I, you, you're really overestimating my interest in Ricky Stewart and his foundation. Google it. Um, but the fact that they they played the whistle the entire time, in all of these sets, the the forward passes went, and they just kept to their task. They kept on what they were doing. The knock-ons weren't called. They kept on what they were doing. They just stayed resolute through the whole period, and eventually forced the error. So again, it's nice. Every team's going to come at us like it's their grand final, and that was definitely Manly's. Um, so I'm I'm glad that there was some lucky. I'm glad we treated it like the early round, the early round hit out that it should be, because uh, obviously we taper we taper for grand finals. We're not trying to fucking get there and lose at the end. I mean, it ain't no thing without the ring, and so we, you know, that's what that's what we're building for. I mean, at the end of the day, all these other little you know trinkets along the way are nice. And they're, good, they're and they're great for solace for the fans. Not yourself, not yourself, Joe. I would never accuse you like that. But, um, but you know, it's great for solace for other fans. You know, lesser fans of lesser intellect that don't chase premierships. They just you know chase little things. But um, but yeah, no, we play for the we play for the big ones, and it's good to know that you know that we we could we could play so terribly. Great application, but play makes so many mistakes, and still fucking uh, take Penrith to their most difficult game that they've had in the last two years. Um, but I was going to fucking say something. I was just, was on, bring something else just up, on I just that, forgot it. Um, the um, errors were eleven to twelve, so there was one one more error. Sorry, the errors were eleven to twelve, so they they yeah. were about equal. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. but that's normal for you. But for us, uh, we actually had I mean, to we, dem- we, we demand a more three to four error thing. We 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 after three to four errors, we want to, we want to improve on that front. You know, so like you know, you can you can run by your metrics, but you know that's fine. But uh, you know, we'll run by ours. And um, no, do, you wanna, about do you want to say what anything about this, Glenn? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm saying, yeah, no, I'm saying that we would aspire <laughs> to be committing less errors. If you want to, be, if you're happy with 11, then go for but it. Didn't you say or whatever that it is. even though you made so many errors? <laughs> yeah, yeah, 12 is a lot of errors. Is, not, is 12 not a lot of errors? Fuck, see, now is 12 I, not a lot of errors? Wish, you fucking tell me. Now I wish you were like DCE and just stayed on one point for fucking nine hours. <laughs> At least I'd know what you were talking about. <laughs> I said we made so many errors, and you said, and, you, and oh, you're trying to. T- and I didn't say fuck. I didn't say anything compared to Penrith's errors. Yeah, scheme, I said we made so in the many errors. Of the game. No, no, no. You're trying to read context into what I'm saying. You're trying to make up fucking shit. I didn't realise you asked me back because you cunts were getting a divorce. Jesus fuck. Don't put words into my mouth. I said we made so many errors. Fact. Yes. You would aspire to make less errors. And then and I said, in the context so, of the game, the errors were 11 to 12. So they really didn't have that much of an outcome. Well, no, you're, 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 making, you're making a counterpoint that actually has nothing to do with what I was saying. I'm saying, I'm not saying, I'm not Sorry, talking about Sorry, I'll let you get back to being happy with your loss. 
Sorry, just be happy. No, but do it. Me. Just finish being happy with your loss. It's okay. All right. This has been okay. all right. This has been a challenging Good. ten minute angry wank. <laughs> <laughs> now, would you like? Would you like to say something about the game from something from a fucking a, a somewhat neutral standpoint, Glenn? Look, I, I think Penrith had an air of confidence that they could put the game to bed, um, and as. Jay said they, they, were, they were resolute when when Manly, Manly were, were coming at them, but I, I have to give Manly credit for the way they they stood up and challenged Penrith. And um, as much as I, I hate to agree with both of certain points, uh, with points that both of you have made, I, I think that a Manly is on a decent track to be a very good side by the end of the season. And I think that Penrith is definitely, probably definitely going to be the benchmark by the time Manly get to that. So I can't see this fucking bullshit being the last type of this conversation that I'll have to endure <laughs> as the season no, no, progresses. No, I don't either. <laughs> well, no, they don't play each other again, so you're fine. What, you won't play each other in the finals or a grand final potentially is my point. Yeah. Oh, look. Fucking, that's a big call you're making. <laughs> I'm glad to have fucking. I'm glad. I am glad to have oh. an impartial person like Glenn here to to you know cut through the various biases that obviously both of us are going to are going to push at all times and just sit there as a neutral lover of rugby league and respect that and uh, and and come to the come to you know a, a great conclusion from a from an area of impartiality. Yes. Um. You're a great guy, Glenn. On the social, and and, and, a, and a and a wonderful and a wonderful judge of rugby league. Thank you. On the socials, Mad Dog said, "Manly were dudded. Panthers are the new Storm with how well looked after they are by the refs." Well, there you go. You know you fucking oh, made it. I would never refs fault. Um, at Opium Death Cult on Twitter said, "Good to see every team playing their best game against us." Only makes the pants work harder towards the arrogant inevitable. Shunter said, "Nice of the Panthers and the Seagulls to take a trial to regional areas." I love him so much. <laughs> uh, Michael said, "DCE getting run over. Name a better sight in the game." Dylan Edwards getting run over, I suppose. Uh, Ryan said, "Not a bad loss as far as I'm concerned." It was close for a while and could have gone our way. If only Manly had played better with less mistakes. Penrith <laughs> are just too lethal at giving a sniff next to the line. I think the result was fair in the end. That's it. Uh, Matty said, that left edge is just pure cocaine and waffles. There you go. Um, Graham. I don't understand the combination of cocaine and waffles, though. I mean, he. I mean, he obviously really likes cocaine and waffles. I guess. I mean, it's like you know, these are a few of my favourite things. But <laughs> Graham said, "Critter and the chin totally shut down Tommy. Cleary is the most complete player in the game. I always thought he'd be a cronk clone, but he's already better. And that, sir, is guaranteed for uh, MVC at the Twillies this year." Just on that comment alone, uh, hashtag Geary of Cleary. Yeah, shut shutting cunts down when they get two hundred meters. Shut down. Sorry, is that the last one? That's the last one. The Eels thirty-two defeat the Doggies ten at Stadium Australia on um, 
Saturday. The Eels 32 came through tries, a double to uh, Gutherson, a double to Sivo. Sean Lane and uh, Nukore also with tries, four of six conversions for Moses. Doggies 10 came through tries to Avarillo and DWZ. Flanagan one conversion. I wonder if Trent cried after this one. <laughs> Sexy, Just emotional, good there. bloke. Yeah, I mean, well, this is, it's, it's the new wrinkle to his character that he's revealed to us over the last week or two, you know? So if it's going to be a bit, he has to keep going. Clint Gutherson, I thought, um, had a had a strong game. And I know he's got, you know, certainly within the power of fan base, he's got massive wraps, um, costs a fair bit of flack from, from other fan bases. And I don't think he'd be the same player or have the same level of impact at any other club in the comp. And, and to be honest, outside of power, I think he's, Tim Maltzen with better knees, but he does seem to have whatever the fucking keys to the safe or something at Parramatta and whatever herbs and spices he brings to that team, they, they certainly lift around him. And um, he had some real quality touches in this game. Um, Bryce Cartwright again, he's the role that Brad Arthur's given him suits the the 2021 incarnation of of Bryce and 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 his mental state absolutely perfectly and he um again didn't didn't get into that mindset that we spoke about in the last couple of weeks um that he had earlier in his career where he was trying to do everything he's just more focused on playing a role and uh if he continues to do that I think he's he's going to have a real impact for para and 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 a lot of their results as the season progresses. Uh, for the Bulldogs, not you know they they look like they were going to mount a comeback, but Parra were never really out of control of this game at any stage. And um, see you, Manifungai. He um, he's doing things certainly at the in just these last couple of games for the Bulldogs that. He never did it at the Tigers, and, and he was a bit of a fizzer at the Sharks. Um, and he's been overseas and come back. And um, I don't know. You know the, the hit that he put on, um, I can't remember. It was Sean Lane. Um, you know, they're the sorts of things, if the Bulldogs are a better side, that could that sort of stuff can turn a game. Yeah, so, so they can. Mm. The thing that the Bulldogs are showing – like, not all jokes aside, they are showing traits of Trent Barrett coach sides. I have intimate fucking knowledge with one Lot, of those sides. As in lots of and, losing. <laughs> as in, yeah, lots of losing. But also, but no, like, I'm not joking here. The fact that they are so fucking hard to get, like, they're so hard to get moving. Like, we saw last week with the, um, when the, they had, the, sorry, the week before last, when they had the man down. And they just started piling on the points and almost came up, you know, almost came up with a win. And then this one, once they got one, they, you know, then they got more, you know, then they got more, and it looked like they, were, you know, like you said, it looked like they were mounting a comeback. You know, hang on, it's like, hang on a second. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the fuck did you just send me? <laughs> just for the listeners, Jay has. Jay has developed a little habit over the last few episodes where we'll be in the middle of a discussion and my phone will buzz and I'll have a look at it and this, I don't even know how to describe the content that comes my it's way. It's something from e is it? I, I don't know where it's from, but 
It's got a lot of oh, limbs. It's got a now. lot of limbs. <laughs> right. So <laughs> let me can I, let me let me take Please you. Please continue, and Nathan. I was, and I just want to say, oh wow, that's like the OnlyFans I was looking for. Great. Um, now, yeah, but see, under clo- I thought so too, but under closer inspection, it's not. <laughs> There's multiple legs. <laughs> now, what I'm saying is the traits of a Trent Barrett side being just like, so like. Maybe he's not like that guy, like the motivational speaking coach who can give the give a pre-match address and pump the guys up and get them firing from the second the game starts. And it takes like some sort of thing like adversity, like conceding, you know, conceding a bunch of points and like looking out of it or, you know, some sort of firing up sort of, you know, one of their guys getting hit hard. And then that, you know, it's, it, take, it, it takes this inciting incident to get them to actually start fucking get their head into the game and start moving and putting points on. Mm. And it's it's happened the last three weeks for the for the dogs. And um so yeah, I mean like if nothing else, I guess they 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 are developing into a Trent Barrett side, for better or worse. <laughs> Spoiler for worse. <laughs> <laughs> you have anything to say about this game? Not, that, not that you guys haven't come it off. It you know Parramatta just seem to be doing the basics very well. And yep. and that that's winning them games. Um, yeah, it feels like they they feel exactly the same as last year. Yeah, to and, me, like whereas they're winning a ton of games, but I don't know if there's <clears> going to be that extra gear when it counts against the teams that they're going to have to beat. Yeah, you know. And Glenn, you, yeah, you you put it beautifully before that that you think that Gutho, if he's at at any other club, is is a a shell, I guess, of the the mythos that he's got at Parramatta. Um, but in in his defence, what he's done since he's had that opportunity there, he's done the majority of what you want out of a modern day fullback. Absolutely. At a an above average level, very very consistently, mm-hmm. and that means that the that that he's backing up through the middle and and he's always on on the outside of of his centres when they make a break and. And he's always there when, when needed to to link up and and loop around. So you you can't take that away from him. No, I wasn't trying to slight the guy. I just feel oh, like no, 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 I'm not, he's, sorry, I, he's I found himself. Him. Yeah, he's he's found himself in this situation at this club, and he's got this cult following, and and yeah, he's not. It. It's not because he's just has this overabundance of talent that no one else has. If you know what I mean, like. It's just um, situational. And I'll tell you what, on this game, the amount of actual fucking good comments. Jesus Christ. Well, give us a token. Just give us a give us a token then. Andrew, just so we've got just so we've done something. Oh no. Well a- Andrew said uh, Gutho has a mullet, a top knot, and a mo. No one of the dogs can't tackle him, they're too busy fucking laughing at his stupid looking head. <laughs> Hashtag king of fuck all. Uh, Nathan said this Panthers second side is still embracing their battle of the West. And the Terry said, winning against Cronulla and losing against Parra is what I expected this year. It doesn't mean I accept it. So all of the other shit about this game was absolute fucking drivel lift. You fucking sad Parramatta and doggies cunts. Yeah. And look, I, I would like to echo Glenn's statements on, on on Gutho for this game as well. I mean, like we do, we definitely give him a kicking because of his self-appointed nickname and and the yeah the times when he doesn't meet the standards that we you know we would expect from him like state of origin um 
but he, he had a great fucking game this time, so yeah. I don't mm. want to hear any uh, Eels fans say that we are unfairly maligning him or not giving him credit when it's mm. due. Uh, moving on, the Roosters 38 defeated the Knights 4. The Roosters tries to, or a hat-trick to Josh Morris. Um, Daniel Tupo, Sam Walker, Angus Crichton, uh, Matt Ikevalu with tries, Walker 5 for 7 conversions, the Knights a solitary try to Braden Musgrove. This is a game Again. the Knights... Oh, <laughs> I was letting you have a yawn. I was like, I'm ready Sorry. to go here. <laughs> Uh, it was a game I was just going to say, they're just more expensive than, than for South. Yes. Yeah. This, this was the yeah. blo- one of the bloodiest conflicts of the war. Yeah. <laughs> and we're not, we're not actually engaged in a war at the moment. Yeah, <laughs> the, fucking Jesus Christ. The BMOS like, one was look, fucking heartbreaking. I'm legit gutted. Yeah, me too. Yeah. He's never he's never played for a team I support outside of state of origin and, and Australian duties. And like, let's face it, 2014 was just fucking magical. I mean, we speak about it every time we talk about BMOS anyway, but that aside, he's played, not only hasn't he played for a team that I personally support, he's, the teams he's played for are all teams that, you know, are fucking the ha- most hateable sides in the competition, perhaps with the exception of the Storm. However, despite all of that, mm. is there a player more universally beloved by Queensland's New South Wales people, non-Dragons fans, non-fucking East fans, mm. you know, like, un- un- unbelievable. The shots of uh, his brother, that, you know, giving oh, That shit was it, just unnecessary. Fucking straight in the feels, that one. I yeah. do not need to have my emotions fucking yeah. played with in that manner, Channel 9 dressing room cameraman. Like I mean, there's some. Th- I mean, like I understand from their perspective, it's great. It's great television. Mm. But man, I don't. I don't want to see that shit. That that's a guy at his absolute fucking lowest point. Yeah, yeah. Minutes after, I mean, because that happened like you know two minutes before the end of the game, didn't yep. it? And so, like, you know, so 10 minutes later, when he's coming to the terms of what's what's happened, I mean, he knew straight away. You know, those screams just fuck Jesus Christ. Like it was all bad from the fucking. From yeah. the second it happened, mm. through to the footage and then the stuff with Josh after the, afterwards, like f- just like dead set traumatic for rugby league fans, yeah. like dead, like fucking traumatic. And um, you know he was coming to the end of his time, but we've been robbed of the last you know six months potentially of his career. Yeah, I mean, can he come back after an ACL? At, you know, what at thirty five? plus years years of age i'm sure you know i'm sure he probably could but i mean i also think that as we wound down to the end of this season we probably would have got started hearing the things and you know this is it yeah that's mm. it this is his last run sort of thing and f- the way he reacted yeah makes me think that that's what his intentions would have you know, yeah, were exactly because yeah, it's it's it seemed like the grief of like the finality and having retirement you know forced upon him far before he was ready for it you know it, but, I, I'm pretty sure I've asked this before, but does the WADA code prevent stem cells? I don't, don't know. know. So, I don't understand. I don't think, I mean, cause, yeah. Because they're not a drug per se. It's, and I know it's there's not a lot of other can, compounds that they can take that aren't, well, you know, that. Um, yeah, but it's, but it's not, stem cells aren't anything that are that are, are detectable per se in like a, in a, in a performance enhancing drug test. So, well, only for the fact that they would know that if it said, okay, he's done his ACL, and then if yeah. you're back in record time. Well, I mean, we, I think we spoke about this uh, 
when we were talking about South with Sam Burgess. Yeah, with his shoulder. Like if yeah, like if you're gonna have that much time off, put him on a plane to fucking Panama. Yeah. And fill them up full of stem cells and sit, you know, because if they're if they're worth that much to you, you know, as a dollar figure and as a on the field value figure, you know, it's obviously you know more difficult in the COVID times, but um, fuck, that's what that's what I'd be I'd be begging for it, Uncle Nick. Yeah, that's it. And even if it was a a, a water, um, yeah, infraction, make an exemption for BMOS. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, fill him up with growth. I don't. I, I. I don't care, and I don't care if everyone knows about it. And he's on. And everyone's like, "Oh yeah, that guy. He was on. He was on as much growth and fucking peptides as the as the 2011 fucking sharks silver combined. Lining. Silver yeah. lining combined. Can, every can single player combined. Paul Gallon fucking exploding when BMOS does that and everyone loves him and gets around him and fucking celebrates <laughs> yeah. the twilight of his career. Yeah, and then Gallon yep. comes out thinking he can get some play out of it as well. Yep. Fucking yep. hell. But uh, yeah, if it's the end, I mean, it's sad. You know, we would only a couple of weeks ago we were just saying, like, you know, we were asking the question amongst ourselves whether, you know, he was the greatest winger ever. And um, uh, you know, I think we agreed uh, pretty much was. I think probably second. To whom? Um, Brian Toto. <laughs> Fuck out of here. That crazy, that that that, cra- that crazy little fucking Bruce Lee villain. Like he, looks, he looks like a bad guy in a Bruce Lee movie, and, he, and he's like he's like a he's like a mini. No, he's like a, he's like a you know. Um, uh, he, he, looks, Lee, Chong, he looks nothing you know, like and, um, you know, nothing Chong like Kareem and, um, Abdul-Jabbar. Thank you very no. much. Well, I mean, yeah, that's, that's one movie. I mean, he doesn't look like Chuck Norris either, but that's not the point. Um, but he looks, you know, you know it's like he, he's uh, he's uh, like Chong Lee out of um, Bloodsport, <laughs> like yeah, the, with the massive pecs. He's, he's he looks like his son. He's like, <laughs> so he's here, he's here to wreak revenge on fucking Van Damme's descendants. Exactly. But um, but yeah, no, Bimos, greatest greatest winger. To uh, to ever ever strap on the boot. Now uh, talk about this game. I tell you, I was disappointed in Newcastle's forwards. You know they they had some stellar performances last year, and if there was one of the top sides that are ripe for a forwards ambush, mm-hmm. I feel it's the Roosters. Just in terms of they've lost a little bit of of skill and craftiness, obviously in their hooking. Um, they've They've got an aging forward pack for the most part, uh, and a lot of the younger ones are injured and think, you know, at that, the moment, that's certainly. it. So th- this would have been a perfect game for them to really come in, stand up, stamp their authority on it, and and really take it to these guys. But I, I feel they're starting to get to the stage where the the Knights forwards are just seen as just all all bark no bite. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so much potential in that pack, and and it's not coming out. And I don't know what it is. I'm starting to feel as well, though, on the on the flip side, that the roosters are starting to almost get as systemy as the storm. Yeah, in terms of just plugging yeah. guys in and out. At yeah, will, you're not you know? wrong. But um, because you look at the the Bmos situation, then yeah. it opens the door now for Suwali. Suwali, I guess. Yeah. You know. It's yeah. like an embarrassment of fucking riches. And how Sam Walker? I mean, like just unearthed him, and he's a fuck. He's like he's a, a gun, a legit star. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. Now, and I mean, again, though, 
take take that with a grain of salt that there's a lot of um, nurture more so than nature mm. in how people make their debuts and and their first season mm. in first grade. Yeah, you know the you you take him and put him in the Broncos at the moment, for example. Yeah, he's nowhere near the same superstar that he is. No chance. When he's got the Roosters coaching and conditioning, yeah, yeah. And, but, and but at the same time, he's still he's still been thrown in on the on the the same amount of zero notice, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, so oh got no, he's performing. Credit. He's performing. Don't get and, me wrong. And not only that, I mean, he's doing he's doing the right things that a young half that's just entered into a side like like he's he's chasing everything down. Yeah. Every time there's a play, he's there for the ball to get popped and back up, like that try, you know, the, that he scored. Yeah, you know that was just you know he you know he started it off and then he and then he stayed he stayed with the play so he was there for that last yep. minute pass to get popped spot on. Sorry, Glenn. No, you, we, we keep talk, we the subject keeps coming up on the in a new direction. So have you finished? No, no. Game, I, yeah, the the Knights had an opportunity to make a statement in this game, and as Jay alluded to, you know, the Roosters forwards are probably at a point where you know Saifidi boys and. Um, the rest of the names in that Newcastle forward pack could really look at those guys and say, you know, we can we can take a stand here. And instead, they, you know, they surrendered fairly meekly and and they left the game with some serious questions about their top eight credentials. Um, certainly as a forward pack, but you know, to try and expect Blake Green at this stage of his career. Um, to, well, he broke a rib or something in this game too, didn't he? So he, I think he's gone so for he's, a, yeah. you know, se- several weeks at least. Yeah, yeah. No, they, they, you know, who's who's going to play behind that if if they're going to fold in that re- yeah. in that regard? Um, and you can't you can't expect, you know, Pong, Ponga likes to run downhill as well, and he's if those guys those forwards aren't getting over the top of their opposition, then he's he's going to have a lot more quiet games than not. So, yeah. And, and Ponga, I mean, I look, yeah, I, I'll often you know, talk about his cowardice under the high ball, but he did, he did actually go for, a, put himself in the position to to jump under a couple of them mm. um, in this game, which was against, you know, which is against what I usually say, but um, he dropped them, and and just like he's 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 one on one tackling and like he's fullback, you know, last man before you mm. know between the runner and the line that kind of defence. Yeah. If I had to bet. If there was a runoff of a player, and there was a there was a fullback on the ten meter line, and a player running from the thirty, and they were running for my life, they had to score a try or else I was executed. Every day I'd pick Callum Pong to be the fullback to put in between the, the player and the line. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't it doesn't fucking matter who's running with the ball. I mean, he's forwards it like he's getting his ankle snapped no matter who it is. You know, so great attacking player, but man, like. At the moment, that side is they, they need fucking leadership, man. Yeah, I mean they've needed it ever since Mitchell Pearce was out, and Blake Green. You know, I guess he kind of he didn't contribute anything on the field in terms of his play, but maybe he provided like a, a level of leadership that kept things together a little bit. But you know, I don't know. They got trouble. They're in trouble. They are yeah. on the socials and. Uh... Oh, well, there they are. Uh, Danny in the Facebook group said, fucking hell, we shat the bed before we even got into it. Yes, you did. Winston said, I am no scientician, but I've diagnosed that the roosters suffered collective amnesia for about 15 minutes where they forgot they were the roosters and thought they were the dragons. 
There you go. Uh, Brendo said, that's the most bittersweet victory ever. Hashtag fuck the Knights. Hashtag fuck the Broncos. There you go. The Knights will forever be known as the team that robbed us. The B-Moz of Swan Song. Hashtag Newcastle. 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 Joshy said, fuck, do we have Sayos for knees? At least we smash them. My heart breaks for B-Moz. At Mr. Wars, all the way over there in China, living his communist dream. Um, Said, just give us 15 minutes of nostalgic shit about the Morris boys. It's what all us old guys that lived our best years with the Morris boys running around as a background to our Friday and Saturday nights. Fucking sad times. And that's it. The fucking memories mm. yep. of, uh, of B-Moz games from back when we were fanciful and carefree. <laughs> uh, hammers. Did petition to give BMOS an exemption for steroid use, and uh, at give it all, give it all at Alt Shift K. Hang on, you're a computer guy. What does that do when you press that? Yeah, I have to be Glenn. I, I use Mac, so we we usually Apple something, aren't we? Okay. Um, heartbreaking. Or command something, for BMOS. While he was looking devastated in the sheds, I couldn't help but chuckle to myself as the cameraman zoomed in on the ugly Dragons Premier's 2010 tattoo on his arm. There you go. Yeah, come on. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't do anything fucking great. Let me tell you. Yeah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's not one of the greatest hits like fucking copy or paste, is it? Alt Shift K. <laughs> yeah. Write to us and tell us what the fuck's going on with your name. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> is that like a secret thing? And yeah, now all of his pictures are on the dark web. Well, I mean, you know, in, <laughs> in, in, only in, fans. in, in Photoshop, in Photoshop, it'll uh, it'll darken. So you know, take take that for what it is. Um, <laughs> the Warriors take on the Cowboys. So don't take them on. They took them on twenty four twenty. Central Coast Stadium. The Warriors twenty four tries to Nickarima. Berry, Murdoch, Masilla, and Pompey. Nickarima, three conversions and a penalty goal. The Cowboys, 20, tries to Reese Robson, uh, a double to Talangi and uh, Scott Drinkwater with a try. Holmes, two or four conversions. Glenn. Fair comeback from uh, from the Cowboys. Wasn't quite enough in the end, but um, Warriors went out to a, a sizable lead and um, hung on. Cody Nikarima had a fucking some some quality moments in this game, and I, I think he's evolving and assuming a, a senior role in the halves there at, at the Warriors. With um, he's, he's obviously going to have young Reese Walsh there uh, playing alongside him, certainly probably from next season, and if not much of this, um, his. Days at the Broncos, I think Nikarima, he's, you know, I, I don't think that he coped with the pressure of playing um, a key position at the Broncos particularly well. Um, but moving on from that and, and getting into the Warriors has progressively been really good for him. He seems a lot more settled and consistent at the Warriors these days. Um, ben Murdoch Masilla as well, ex a former Tigers, played overseas as well in England. Um, he, I, Fucking honestly didn't realise he was still playing until this this season. Um, he's he's contributing quite a lot to the Warriors pack and 
um, living up to some of the potential that and the raps that were on him very, very early in his career. So um, I think the Warriors will probably be a little bit concerned that they, they allowed the Cowboys to, to come back into this game so heavily, but um, some of the football they played to, to get out to that lead was, was pretty impressive. So, um, you know, some, some real positives for them, but the Cowboys as well just, you know, let it, let a side get it, get away from them and played some reasonable football to get back into it, and in the end, it wasn't enough. I feel like the Cowboys could have saved themselves a lot of fucking money if they just, uh, you know, they would they, they would go to the market and get well, the likes of Chad Townsend and did mm. and when Drinkwater is yeah. clearly a fucking talent, yeah, like <laughs> clearly yeah. a fucking talent. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, it looks like I thought Nick Arima. I think a lot of the reason why he looked great in this game was because he had Reese Walsh. On the mm. other side, and I mean the kids, obviously, you know, clearly very, very, young, you know, fresh. Mm. But yeah, he's got great footwork. He's a raw and talent, he had, yeah, and he had a couple of great touches. You yeah. know, so you know, look forward to seeing more out of him. And you know, better, better seeing it at the Warriors than at the Broncos, right? <laughs> <laughs> imagine, imagine the Broncos slotting him into six. Fuck, they'd be much better side already. Hundred uh, percent. David in the Facebook group said after that for. for- for a Tata of a first half, there was no way the Cows had any right being in the contest. Warriors played slightly less shit to take the cash. A lobotomy would have been more fun than watching that rubbish. Uh, Jordan said, we blamed Maguire for the first four losses. Now do we blame Tom Lolo? Mm. And uh, at King Levius. old school Warriors boy, said, just a top eight side doing what top eight sides do. Stacking dubs. Hashtag check his love, check his life. <laughs> Top eight for one more week. Enjoy it while it lasts. Uh, Have you got another one? No, nah, that's it. Righto, final game of the round. Tigers 16 defeated the Dragons 8. At Wynn Stadium, the Tigers 16 came through tries to Tommy Talao. Uh, Zach, is it Zach Sini? Is that how you pronounce his name? Yeah. And uh, Joey Leilua, uh Dewey with two conversions, and uh, the Dragons eight tries came from uh, eight points came from a try to Cody Ramsey, and a, conv- a penalty goal to Zach Lomax, and a penalty goal to Corey Norman. Glenn, you have the floor. The biggest disappointing factor of uh, young Zach Sini's debut is that his surname's not Chinny. Because I really wanted to hashtag Chinnies get the winnies just to fucking stick it into Fat Hairy Lazy. But it wasn't to be, but the kid had a fucking Hang on, how do you cracker. pronounce his surname? It's Sini, yeah? It's Sini, yeah. I think it's Sini, yeah. yeah. It's like I'm literally looking at it like I, I, mean, I remember it being called all through the game and I'm just looking at it like for the first time, yeah. you know, written down. I was like, oh, you know, I, was, I was struck by it didn't look how I expected yeah. it to look <laughs> because I don't expect to see like some kind of – um. Yeah, Italian-looking surname on a guy that looks like Corey Horsberg's younger fucking brother <laughs> who works in a meth lab. Um, Just on his haircut, what? Yes. What is with the uh, the comeback of of the mullet? What? Put it down to something that's people much younger than us, and that's what they're into. And like like other things that young people are into, we just we aren't supposed to understand it. It's like the way life works. It, okay. It's a very specific cultural subset. Um, the gym I the gym I go to, <laughs> almost everyone under I want to say under the age of twenty three, yeah, has one. Um. Especially the more tradie 
section, mm. uh, and and it's comboed with a dirty Sanchez mo <laughs> as well. So. Fucking horrible. But uh, the kid had a he had a great debut. Um, I think he, he did some some great things. It was the scenes of his you know his family and friends or whatever in the stands there. It's just fucking great to see. I, I really enjoyed that. Um, for the Tigers, um, BJ Leilua looks like he's uh, finally got the message that this is a contract year and did. Uh, he's probably had his. <laughs> this isn't saying a great deal, but he probably had his best game since he's been at the Tigers. Um, and I, as much as it pains me to say it, I don't back the Tigers to not fall for the trap that BJ is setting for them. Um, and uh, <laughs> I think there are a chance of re-signing him <laughs> based on that performance alone. Um, Adam Dewey uh, is taking the upper hand in the halves, which ultimately, whether the Tigers will come out publicly and say it or not, I think it spells the end for Luke Brooks at the Tigers. Um, it was noticeable um, in key positions. He took the upper hand, and you got Jackson Hastings coming. Hastings coming next year. Um, yeah, I, I don't think that's a great sign for Luke Brooks, in my opinion. And he was dire. He was an absolute fucking handbrake anytime. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was. Uh, I, I was saying, it's like you, like you got you, you made a number of breaks from sort of halfway or forty meters out, and you just needed an extra guy pushing up in support to score the try. Then, because when the tackle was made, it allowed Luke Brooks to set up and fucking find a way to, <laughs> to, to, it. to break it all down. Yeah, you know, that's it. Yeah. And and much in the same vein though as as Gutho. All Dewey's doing, and except in the fact he's never ever going to be a representative half. Yep. All he is doing is taking half a dozen things that his position needs to do really well, mm. and he's making good decisions when forced to, and he's executing it at an above average level. Yep. And it, yep. It, it's simple shit. Like it's not I rocket science. Distance. Yeah. Am I it, exactly? Am, am I kicking for distance here? Am I kicking for position? What am I doing in in terms of stacking numbers for the side of the field I'm going to put the ball on? Mm. It, again, it, it's not overly complex stuff. He's not going to be that brilliantly creative. Um, like that pass that Nathan Clitter threw to, to put Liam Martin in. Mm. Like that, that was the sexiest thing that you'll see on a rugby league field this year. Um, which... Includes... How do we how do we get back to the Panthers? <laughs> oh, that's what he does. <laughs> you know that that's that's never going to be Dewey. He's not that that brilliantly creative um, future immortal. But but that that's what's required at the moment, mm. and it makes it even more frustrating. That well, hang on, why can't Luke Brooks even do that? Yeah, exactly. How is he not dumbed it down to a point where it's like like there's getting back to basics, and then there's that. You know, how's yeah, he not got there, it. you know? Uh, I think Dane Laurie was good again, uh, pushing up around the ball um, and in support. He had, had some really, really nice touches. Um, Tom McKayley as well, he um, he was one of the one of the four guys from a couple of the poor performances that we've had this season and, and spent a bit of time in, in Reggie's and had been going really, really well um, for the Magpies. And he's come back and brought the same sort of aggression that when he first came into first grade, uh, which, you know, 
it's good to see a young guy respond like that. And he was really good and, and made a real impact when he come on. But at the end of the day, it's always good to win, but winning against a team with a mouthy cunt fan base who now have to skulk away and bury their faces in their fucking troughs or charge people exorbitant rates on their heavy machinery with tears in their fucking eyes is extra special. So fuck the Dragons and all of their cunty what? fans. How are you angry at Dragons fans, though? I was, I was, I fuck was, the Dragons because they're fucking it? lippy cunts. Trotter's talking to you. Specifically, I've, I've never the, heard the him thing, be anything thing. but respectful. To and you, look, to I, you, I, maybe. I, I, I like the fact. Yeah, you know, I, I, I like that you that you, you had a win and you and you're happy about it. But you've got to acknowledge as well. I mean, this game was absolutely fucking AIDS. It eclipsed the previous low water mark set for this season when the dogs playing the Broncos earlier. And um, and I, I and think thing, I think we should just take a point to name, um, you know, or point out that Lomax was felled by what we should now be called um, a Reynolds snap. Or, or, or a Reynoldsectomy. Because Reynolds is the most injury-prone player to ever play yeah. the game of rugby league. Adam Reynoldsectomy. Is it, is it the thumb injury is now, is that a Blakely's Moses or something like that? How do we <laughs> just... Uh... Well, no, Reynolds breaks them. That's it. So right. It's, yeah. it, but also that that was the turning point. But Lomax game. broke his yeah. thumb too. Lomax yeah? going off, and yeah. So yeah. I so I think when when it's time to sit down and evaluate contract values and extensions at the, at the Dragons going forward, I think you're going to give Zach Lomax what, what what he wants because he proved just how important he was. I mean, he went from a game where the Dragons were up and and uh, and looking the better of the sides yeah. in what was probably going to be a closer game than we would have thought. Mm. Like the Dragons, sorry, the Tigers weren't lying down. Yeah. But it went from that to Tigers dominating the rest of the first half and not being able to put it together to score to continuing the domination in the second half and putting enough together mm. to you know grab grab some tries to get ahead. That's mm. it. Here's some tweets. If you got nothing All else the to socials say, socials on this one. Um, at Devonhead. Says, fuck the Dragons, fuck the Tigers, fuck Madge, fuck Hook, fuck Zach Lomax's thumb, fuck Rangers with mullets, fuck Josh Maguire's meetings, fuck my life, and fuck that smoking, thumb-looking cunt with a headset on. Nothing but respectful, eh? (laughs) Except for them. Except for them. I'm I'm 100% okay with a man who's respectful enough to know how to be so fucking in charge of his anger and angry emotions that he can write a list. (laughs) It's called emotional self-regulation. I don't have a lot of that, in case you hadn't noticed. Exactly. Exactly. Um, <laughs> never have, never fucking P. Valandis Anon <laughs> said, we did rugby league a service to provide the Tigers incline for their eventual decline. Seriously? Oh, did, we, did, we, he say, did he say the incline or did he say Klein? I thought the tweet said Klein. Oh, fine. Tigers Klein. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> Which is why it was even better. Um, <laughs> seriously, though, we were always an ordinary team no one would listen to us. There you go. Um, at underscore appa yip yip 44 said, out enthused by the Tigers, the fucking Tigers. They haven't had a dig all year. Even Manly beat the Tigers. I'm so fucking sick of this fucking team going up against pub sides and getting utterly outplayed. There you go. Honestly, I want to actually defend the Tigers. The point that we that we've made several times this season, they do have a fucking go. 
of the bad teams in quotes, they're usually putting in and actually making inroads, and they're just you know too, were too inept or whatever to you know put points on the yeah or whatever. But I would hate to think that having a go was a trait that the I feel like they were they were definitely having a go, mm. even when losing. So get that shit out of there. And I'd just like to give a quick shout out to Josh McGuire, and it's um today it makes uh two hundred and twenty days of consecutive meetings. Fuck yes. <laughs> And uh, he hasn't had a fucking win in a long ass time. Oh, yes. Joey said, I feel bad for Dane Laurie and Zach Sini being two young blokes trying to lift up this pathetic excuse for an NRL side. Fucking hell, Joe. And uh, Peter Smith, your mate from Ed's Glen, says, You know, when you stagger home from the pub, finally get in the door, run to the toilet, not knowing whether you're going to spew or shit first, and then they happen simultaneously short of the toilet, that's this game. <laughs> <laughs> I can't identify, but I mean, I, 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 I've had enough close calls to, to understand the terror. And uh, Stuart said, it's been a tough season for the Tigers, but a sensational debut from Zach Sini shows that the future is bright for the Roosters or the Storm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. That's it. That's the game. So that brings us to full time for episode 395. Thanks for listening, everyone. As always, you can interact with us in a multitude of ways. To grab the link to our Patreon, social media communities, and more, head to thisweekinleague.com forward slash links. And if you'd like to support the show, you can always become a patron on our Patreon. Drop us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Tell a friend, share our shit around. It's all good. Uh, before we close the show, I'd love to give a shout out to some of our wonderful patrons. Um, and some of these guys are, well, actually, they're all fairly long term, too. So, a massive thank you to Kyle, aka uh, Paraman. I forget what his name is these days. Is he still at like Paraman Mark III or whatever? Gaggle. Uh, shout out to Kyle. He, he's, he's one of those people that we would, you know, describe as an OG listener of the show. And, um, and so, appreciate your support, sir. Uh, on a blood buzz. That's uh, Ben. Is a very long, like such a long term uh, member, always one of the most supportive people in terms of membership and, yes. and stuff like that. And often is the first person to throw down after I say memberships are up for sale each year. There's a couple of years where he's been the first. And uh, of course, never forget his most golden moment in history was uh, after the New South Wales Origin win in uh, 2014. And I did the uh, one in a row shirts and he, uh, he bought one. And in the address details, he had it sent to Mal Meninga, care of Queensland Rugby League, blah, blah, Milton or wherever the address is for Queens. And so, <laughs> and so he, uh, he, paid, he paid to have a one in a row shirt sent to Mal, uh, the fucking champion. And um, finally, Carsten, our man in, uh, our man in Switzerland. Oof. Uh, and also, yeah, supports the show at, I mean, he, look, like first things, Sure, he's sitting on a ton of Nazi gold, but he does invest that Nazi gold into supporting this show and paying the exorbitant fucking shipping rates that uh, that Australia Post charges us to send him his merchandise uh, to Fuck. Switzerland. If only they'd have kept those underground railroads running to run mail. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so we appreciate you guys and uh, thank you so much. And uh, all I think, all I think, all those guys are on the. Uh, they're potentially all in the. I don't have the document open at the moment. I think they're all in the Revelation tier. So, uh, oh, look forward to, yeah, look forward to look forward to catching up to the first two and uh, and Carsten. We look forward to the day when he was due to come down for the grand final last year. That was that was the most up. fucked up thing about COVID. Like COVID took yep. a lot of people away, 
But yep. fuck, I felt bad about that. No, no. But when someone's making plans, you know, and, fl- and arrangements to to come to Australia for a grand final and for meetups and stuff from Switzerland, I mean, that's that's fucked. So uh, yeah, I can't wait till things normalise a bit there and we can get him down. Yeah. And uh, that's it, fellas. Anything else you would like to add before we wrap this up? That's us. No, that's I'm it. Put a brisket on. How good. Enjoy. So. So, uh, so that'll go overnight and then uh, be ready by you know, lunchtime tomorrow, I'd suggest. And uh, that'll be eaten for the next couple of days. Fuck yeah. Well done. Delicious. So, uh, all right, fellas. I'll talk to you guys on Wednesday. Later. Okay. See ya. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.